The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. And welcome to a brand new episode of the Rough House Podcast. Uh, before we get going into whatever's going on in our lives and the pro wrestling universe, a uh, quick thank you to uh, Josh Weber and RJ and Aaron and uh, Josh's brother Justin for hosting us for our pre-Fastlane podcast, the In Your Rough House Fist Lane, whatever the hell we called it. Uh, something gaping. Gaping something, yeah. It, it was a blast. Um you know, this was our first one that we did. We didn't know what, to, what, what how it was going to turn out going into it, but uh, we had gracious hosts. They were fun. They they knew what they were talking about. They let us be us. They had a lot of pizza rolls, and um, really, that's all I can ask for. So, um, if you guys are interested in having us over your house for a Lucha Underground marathon or a pay per view or just to watch some shitty old WCW, uh, hit me up. And uh, Justin and I will work out um, some sort of arrangement to make that happen. And uh, don't forget to join the Patreon page. That episode that we did before Fastlane, which has one of the funniest sidetracks I think we've ever taken in our history. Uh, Refresh me. The uh, rug. Oh, Jesus Christ. If you didn't get a chance to hear it, get $5. Donate it to the Patreon page. That is the the amount that our gracious host Josh yep. set because our Patreon episodes are usually just pay whatever and you'll get the bonus stuff. But we said, how about for this special, rare, one-off Ooh. episode, we'll let the host yeah. themselves pick it. And who knows? Maybe the next time we'll do it, we'll let the next host pick what it costs sure. to hear it. Um, we do go off on a tangent about a jack-off rug <laughs> that might be in a top three rough house moment. So it's it's worth your it's worth your link. It is. Don't lick it, spend it, and watch uh, us discuss a dude uh, jacking off onto it. Oh, a rug, and yeah, the rug. The, the rug. The rug, not the money. We yeah. don't want your gross no. cum dollar. No, we do we not. want you to give us a crisp <laughs> bill while talking about a soggy rug. It really does tie the room together. It was <laughs> such a goddamn weird conversation that was so genuine. It was. It was so pure. There wasn't a lot of shtick at all. No. It was this dude genuinely does this onto a rug and was mildly baffled that we that hadn't we yeah. <laughs> that we hadn't done that. He's like, guys, why don't all of you just jack it onto right. rugs? 
it's it's worth a it's list. good stuff it's good stuff so um as i'm looking at you my dear friend justin you've got a slightly different look going on here you went full yeah, american history your, x I'm, on me i'm copping your style <laughs> yeah here. You, i mean good god if you do put a side by side you give me a pair of glasses and a black zip and about and buddy, 80 extra are, pounds eh, you know i'm on my way i mean at this point i've all but given up eating decently uh yeah i i, I shaved my head looks good for uh, Children's Cancer Research, St. Baldrick's, and this Saint is why Baldrick's, you listen. Really? St. Baldrick's, that's that's the guy oh, that okay. get bald for Baldrick's, right. uh, shave and save, shave sure. a lot, whatever. And one of the reasons you listen to the Rough House podcast is to get uh, insight into other stuff. And let's just say, prior to me shaving oh. my head, I might have thrown a little bit of a bitch off the air. And screamed, and I'm not proud of the sentence, you get me a sick kid or I'm not doing it. Because, and, and, and trust me, I know what a dirtball thing that is. It, it was, here's, you know, salespeople really are, uh, God bless them, they keep the lights yeah. on. But sometimes, Scum of the earth. they don't know whether the shit or wine they're watching. Right. And I'm like, I'm going to shave my head for free for a children's benefit that I'm going to go to actually a little later on today to go and hang out at completely on the house. It's a charity. I get it. I'm not trying to make a couple of bucks, but what I do need, I do need a story. I need a plot. I need to talk to people about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Or else it's just wrestling for wrestling's sake. Uh, yeah, there's no, yeah, like exactly. It's, there's no, there's no plot. It's just two jobbers fighting each other. And, I and this is for the air I'm speaking of for the, the morning show. I was like, I just need I, I would love to have a child come up and to tell his story so we could have this moment where we're just drenched in feelings. Sure. And yeah. oh my God, and I'm gonna lose it, we're gonna cry, and we're gonna shave my head, and there's this great big uplifting moment of solidarity where this young kid who's going through something with a bald head of hair sees that hey, this other guy's doing it also and stuff is fine. Right. Well, that falls turned into a wacky morning said, show bit, didn't it? Uh, it was it was it was slowly devolving into a wacky morning show bit. That's the end of the story. That I said, well, then please get me somebody from the charity themselves right. to please come up to discuss this because a child was not available. So they they were trying to find someone from the charity, and the, then they couldn't couldn't find anybody from the charity. Oh, no. And I said, how about someone from the restaurant? Someone from the goddamn restaurant that we're going to be doing it at. Get me a fucking line chef. Get me somebody that's handing out the goddamn menus at the beginning of the fucking day. Because I need someone other than the people that I sit there with to be like, kids are sick. Let's shave Justin's head. I need some fucking info. Right. I need something. So I'm just not sitting there like some dickhead that's just shaving his head and saying, hey, go to this place. Because look at me now. And the bit's over in three minutes. To where... I have to fucking track someone down. And these people are, yeah, well, yeah we'd love to come in. Well, we, we hadn't heard from anybody. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I'm like, don't worry, I'll go ahead. And then the uh, baffled salesperson, they decided to show up. Yeah, I placed a fucking phone was call. Was it PJ? Thin eyed frog. No, no, not at all. PJ would have got it done. PJ's actually a hell of a sales guy. Can't say anything about him as a person. He will. He's a terrible person. Set your, you'll set your house on fire for 10 bucks. But. That guy's a salesperson and a half. No, this is this other person that spends 95% of their day on goddamn Facebook and takes Snapchat selfies during meetings. Gotcha. I think I, I, think uh, I got an idea of, of, of whom mm, you speak. I'm not sure. You know what? I'll tell you off the okay. air who, but it was just a real like, don't worry. I'll, I'll go ahead and take care of everything. Sure. So 
It's not just a couple of dickheads in there shaving their heads for no real reason. It looks good, though. It all worked out. Thank you. My head isn't lumpy, which is what I was yeah, very that's worried every, about. Like, you have a very smooth worried. and uniform head yourself. Yeah, thank you. I was worried that it would be... Like uh, dented like or... Dent. Yeah. dent, yes, or a soft skull portion, sure. or there'd be moles, or like a weird Gorbachev-looking fucking thing right there. <laughs> you don't know until you but do no. it. Yeah, I shaved it off, and uh, it also turns out I have probably... The preeminent case of dry scalp in the United States because there was about a three-inch blizzard on the ground as he's <laughs> shaving lops of hair off, just layers of dry skin. Yeah. Or ugh, it was just disgusting. So yeah, it was gross. Yeah. Well, I had I had oh, a moment last yeah. night um, where, for whatever reason, in a frail emotional state that I was in, I thought it was a good idea to watch the WWE 24 Thank You Daniel episode. Man. Oh, man, that was terrible. That was a idea. shitty that idea. That was a terrible wow. idea. That's on the cover of Shitty Idea Magazine. Niagara Chris, Falls, Christoph Angel. <laughs> Did that do oh, it for man, you? Oh, man, I was blubbering. Are you watching any of the My Son or My, my, my Child is a it's, Superstar It's stuff? funny you mention that because I watched the one with The Miz yesterday. And Jesus Christ, give The Miz's dad a TV show. Holy shit, he's wonderful. <laughs> he's he's a delight. First of all, his parents look like your typical Ohioans. Um yep. and you know, Maryland and Ohio are very similar in many fashions. Um but and that's one of them. But uh his dad is like, yeah, he he was not a good basketball player. He was an average baseball player. He's he's just an average <laughs> kid. He was, he was pretty below average to be honest. <laughs> Meanwhile, with you. his mom's like Beverly Goldberg from the Goldbergs is like, "Oh, my angel's the perfect athlete and did everything the best thing ever." And and all that sort yeah, of I'm stuff. Sitting ten feet below that bullshit right now. <laughs> sitting ten feet below that bullshit right now. Apparently, I live with LeBron James and Tom Brady oh. and uh, and Leonardo da Vinci. Wow, that's impressive. Oh yeah, all, all oh, under yeah, one roof. Yeah, a, that's a good kill. All under one roof. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, when I'm like, uh, no, that's more like a fucking Lanny Poffo. We're, we're growing here. <laughs> Leaping Lanny. Yeah. Leaping Lanny Poffo. Yeah, there's a, a little a little a little less Shawn Michaels and a little bit more goon that I'm living with right now. <laughs> well we'll we'll get into the goon and, and people of the like um because we're gonna debut our new bracket this episode. Uh, love to. Can't wait to talk about it. A little that. late this year, but um, you know, life. Life, whatever, but we always like to do a great annual uh, annual bracket. Uh, I gave you some ideas for some. Some others were filled in. A lot of great interaction at the Rough House Patreon page. Everybody on the Realm Network contributing. Thank you very much. And um, there's a couple of things we can get started with. One you actually just touched on for a second. A pretty big, but I would like to think substantial rumor. We've got uh, a WrestleMania 33 card shape. Uh-huh. We've got a impact wrestling of the new era that I watched the entire episode of okay. after watching videos that came out from it. Right. Uh, we have our bracket and the aforementioned rumor mill churning about Daniel Bryan at the end of his current WWE contract right. really sounds like he is going to wrestle. Is it for the WWE? Probably not. Is it for somebody else? Yeah. Is it ROH? Who knows? Well, have you read the rumor? And again, this is all Conrad Thompson rumor innuendo that the Daniel Bryan has apparently been working out and training with an all new in ring style that is specifically designed and catered to protect bumps to his head and less impact, yeah. which, you know, nothing is flawless, but <clears throat> I, I always, uh, while watching him and watching his high impact style was thinking, you know, much the same way we've said with Sasha and other people, God, you're going to end your career early. Yeah. 
Um, I would like to see a, a changed and altered Daniel Bryan. What do you, what do you, what do you think happens here? Is this, is this pure <clears throat> rumor? CM Punk's coming back. Ah, All man. these dudes are getting together to form a Triple H stable. The Shield's going to reunite any day. Fantasy booking from fans, or is this where there's smoke, there's fire? I, I think there's a little bit to it because, um, one, if you had been watching um, Total Divas, you know that, you know, or Total Bellas, around the time of his retirement, his, his him being forced to retirement, he had already started thinking about developing this new style. He was in the PC showing Sami Zayn, like, some of these some of these moves that he was working on to make, you know, the gig less impactful, no pun intended, um, on, on the body. So I know that it's been in the back of his mind, and, you know, uh, from watching that thing last night and from watching Brian on Talking Smack and Total Divas and Total Bellas and just just his general demeanor, this guy loves pro wrestling and loves wrestling so goddamn much. And it literally, like, it, it kills him inside to not be able to do it. So I think that if there's any way on God's green earth for him to be able to get into a ring again, he's going to take it. Whether that means leaving the WWE and going back to ROH, going to PWG, doing Japan, I don't know. Honestly, man, I mean, those three options I just rattled off right there are super high impact. So I don't know uh, what the best idea for the guy is. Well, let's think about a couple of things you just said and, and some stuff we, we, we haven't yet because there's there's opportunity here, there's possibility here, and there's seeds that have been planted with sure. the talking smack comments that he makes. Yeah. He makes a lot of comments on talking smack about that he can't wrestle, that he's not allowed to wrestle. Right. Can't or won't. He always seems to put an a, he, he, he has an angle that he takes that he's not allowed to. He's prevented from wrestling. Right. If he had his druthers, he would. And he, he he really holds off on that shit until talking smack. Until the Miz shows up. You never hear him bring up. it up in the ring. <laughs> and when the Miz shows up, well, I'm saying he never does it on it's true. Uh, uh, broadcast no, you're right. television. Or, or on cable. He always saves it for talking smack. And then, yeah, when the Miz shows up, holy shit, he just takes the chains off. So I, I, it is it is a situation where he has the seizure because of his head getting Horrible. banged up. But you can, you can adjust your style. See the Hardys. See Matt Hardy. Yeah. See Matt Hardy in particular, where he has gone from you know the high flyer like his brother, and even his brother has dialed back on a lot spot of the, the flippity dippity bullshit, the spot monkey stuff. Which fuck me, the new Impact episode where they used B roll footage of them training with Smoke and Joe Frazier, the kangaroo, and <laughs> them discussing with spider monkeys in a cage why grabbing the hair would get them disqualified right. by a referee and to start over while Jeff, God bless him, is placing his head in a spider monkey yeah. cage and having monkeys rip at his hair made me slap my knee. <laughs> so, if Daniel Bryan the, 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 and again, rumors to be believed that once his contract is up, I believe later this year, it could go one or two A year and a half, I think he I said. Am, a year and a half, is that yeah. it? Okay, I thought it was December. That's what, that's what he said on Talking Smack. See me in a year and a half. We'll see in a year and a half were his words. Think about this. He is a guy, like you said, accurately so, that he loves to wrestle. He loves the business. He loves what he does. And that's combined 
with someone who's not extremely uh, uh, flamboyant when it comes to his expenditures. He's right. not a, a John Cena, and God love it, John Cena's making the money to live that yeah. way. But this is a dude that would compost his own turd, build a fucking log cabin, and teach his soon-to-be one, two, three-month-old infant to pick berries on its own to feed itself. Mm -hmm. He's not buying Lamborghinis. He's not buying mansions. This guy has made all the money he ever needs. So he has a love of it. He has a financial responsibility for it. And he's young enough with enough of a brand to still do it. I believe in my heart of hearts he will. Now the question is, where does he go? And this could be either an opportunity for the WWE to go, all right, we're going to let him do it. We're going we're gonna to work it towards mania. We're going to see if we can make this great, big, amazing Cinderella story of a comeback, which I have to say they have done in the past with the one Shawn Michaels. Yes. Uh, uh, people, a younger group of our listenership do not remember the time that Shawn Michaels broke his neck, and his back was destroyed, and that was it. And when I say that was it, the plot forever with Michaels was that one bad bump and he could be paralyzed. One bad shot to the neck and he's done. It's over. He'll never wrestle or walk again. And he couldn't do it. He retires. And then, by God, he makes his way back in years later. He finds God. He gets... He finds God. Holy shit. He found God and started doing that weird white chap shit. I'm not sure if Jesus is in the white leather chaps. White does not necessarily make ye a Christian. (laughs) See my insane grandmother. And he then goes on to post. He could never wrestle again. Don't take any impacts. You could be paralyzed. Have some of the most amazing matches he's ever had. Incredible matches. This can happen. Now, I know a back and a neck is different than a neurological thing with a brain. Sure. But... This is an opportunity here to possibly either have him back Cinderella story or if they really want to do it and they really want to change the face of what they're doing and they want to make an impact, they get a hold of him over on Impact Wrestling. Man. And it's the biggest acquisition that they have made since the Angle Coup back in the day got them noticed. Yeah, Because the Angle Coup a decade or however far ago that was, that was when Impact, all of a sudden, people sat up like, and was oh. like, oh, shit, there's a second wrestling company yeah. that's worth watching. I don't know. What would you, what, what are your thoughts on a Daniel mm. Bryan as the focus of a new Impact <sighs> in this hypothetical universe of WWE says no? And if there's a bidding war between ROH, New Japan, and Impact Anthem, and Impact Anthem is the one that ponies up the coin... Or does it not matter? I don't. About I don't coin, think the like coin matters. I think if you think you think impact, you just wouldn't go to because of just lack of talent compared to the other. I two? I think if that was the only place that gave him an offer, he, he'd he'd consider it. Um, but I think Japan or Ring of Honor, uh, with his history and his friendships and um, and everything, I think those would be the top two of his outside WWE list to pursue. I mean, he was at the first ever Ring of Honor show, you know. Um, and he was one of the guys who helped build that organization and, and, and indie wrestling. And, you know, you have people like AJ Styles and that special I watched last night saying that he wouldn't be where he is without Daniel Bryan. You know, like he, he's had a, a huge, I hate using the word impact all so much, but a huge impact on the business. And he kind of, you know, him and I mean, 
Punk gets a little of the credit too for for breaking the mold and letting the indie guys, you know, really ascend yeah. to the top. Although Punk never headlined a WrestleMania, that was one of his grievances, one one of the reasons he left. Um, and Brian did, but yeah, I I, I don't I don't see uh, I, I don't know I I don't know if Brian goes to Impact Wrestling um, unless it's a last resort. Yeah, I, I would say of all the things, if I'm Daniel Bryan, I, I could I could go a couple different ways with this. Fingers crossed, WWE acquiesces. Sure. You can go ahead and wrestle. I get to stay here. Or he leaves. He wants to wrestle. There's a bit of a bidding war. That doesn't mean a lot to him, but still, he could say to himself, well, I can go wrestle where there's amazing competition. Right now, that's New Japan. Right now, that's Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Or he can say to himself, I don't just love the business. I love the wrestling business and the people that are trying to make it happen. And he can say to himself, maybe I go to an impact and I grow impact. Yeah. And I could be looked back as a guy that saved it, saved it, even though it would be what impact has always done, which is take the cast off and the table scraps of the WWE. It's a, you know, it's a shame, but Hey, it worked for WCW back in the day. I mean, everything gets eventually either created by or spit out from Titan towers with Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, new world order. That's what brought them to the dance during the Monday night war. Hulk Hogan. Exactly. Savage. So maybe he goes to, uh, impact and tries to turn it into something. I'd say if I was a betting man, I'd say he goes to ROH. I say he goes to ROH and he kind of, he lets his career come full circle. He's, they're going to give him such utter freedom there. Yep. They're going to give him just there. He is going to literally have a blank check creatively, uh, professionally in the ring. Cause I think with Japan, you have, you know, uh, Gato and company or Grado, uh, over there that they do, you know, hold the chains pretty tightly. They, they acquiesce for your omegas of the world and your, um, uh, uh, Okada's and stuff like that. But they, they still have a hierarchy and with impact, who the fuck knows is going on with the 19 new managers there right. between Jeff and Coulter and Pritchard. Well, if you, if and you ask Rebby Sky, she's got a boys. couple ideas as to what's going on over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, she's watch her Twitter and watch Rebby Sky just not throw shade. Gape. I mean, literally pour a, the, the gaping the owl's story onto them. <laughs> that fucking owl. God damn it. I watched the new Impact to see what it looked like yeah. after all these videos came out, and the tapings were released, and holy shit, look who showed up, and Bruce Pritchard's there. Sure. Bruce Pritchard's walkout video, by the way, just as how popular something to wrestle with is, they don't need Impact Wrestling. Impact needs something Oh, yeah, to that's why they with. hired him. His whole <clears throat> Titantron video entrance is something to wrestle with, podcast logos and links. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah is an advertisement for that podcast. Do you know, uh, I read this in Meltzer in, in the Wrestler uh, Online uh, newsletter, thanks to Marty Day for sending that to me every week, that um, apparently Impact or Jarrett emailed Vince Russo and emailed Bruce Pritchard to see what their podcast numbers was. Vince Russo never got a return email. Yeah, which is a shame. He's one of our Realm brethren. Yeah, here, who the uh, the good folks at Realm uh, well, want I mean, us to interview. Nobody, and I don't have the heart to tell them. Don't feel like it. Nope. So. Nobody, you know, nobody really expected something to wrestle with to be lightning in the bottle. You know, 
No, no one really expected uh, just because, I mean, everybody has got a fucking podcast. Yeah. Edge and Christian are about I to know. have a podcast. Which, guys, a, simmer down because you're, 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 uh, you're what, do you, what do you call it? You're um, muddying the waters. It's, you're, you're over flooding the market. You're, you're killing us here. We're the little guys. All yeah. right. We, we're we not Edge and Christian. Okay. Yeah. Let, uh, let some of the youngins bubble forward. <laughs> let, us, let, let, hey. let, let, let the old young, young boys out here have a chance. Yeah. Quit, t- quit taking the <laughs> shovel to us. Um, so yeah, I watched this new episode of Impact, and I'm not going to break it down point by point here. But uh, here's I'll give you the I'll give you the pros first. They desperately want to prove that this is not the TNA of old. Right. They really do. They want to make sure that it is not the TNA. That's a good TNA first step. Old. That's a good first step. I'm not going to lie. Oh, trust, dude. For every one good step they made on this first episode, there was fucking four backups. So I heard that right? they had to reshoot El Patron's intro because the Tron said Alberto De Patron instead of El Patron. So they had to reshoot it. Really? And that the int- the entrance, which the original one that they shot with the, with the, with the uh, misprinted logo... The crowd popped huge, but the one they reshot, there was like dead silence. Did you notice that? That's interesting. I was going to say his entrance came out on television as lackluster. That's why. Not silent, but lackluster. And you know what else that you brought up the logo? <clears throat> the logo was garbage. It's Alberto L. Patron and the, the L, where they obviously, now that you tell me this, I didn't know about this, that I guess the L covered up the day Patron. It's crooked yeah. and weird and it looks like a broken sign it almost looks like one of those things you jokingly slap, slap a sticker of, yeah. it was i looked at it and i was like ugh, that is not this is the the, the <laughs> mexican aristocrat with a fleet of lamborghinis right. and it looks like somebody just slapped a fucking sticker on this it's like the wild. I, assure, I assure you we're open sign from clerks just on a wrestling yes tron. exactly <laughs> yeah be back in five minutes right. and then minutes someone slaps an hours sticker across yeah. and my old manager and i get high in the back of the video game exchange it was <laughs> not for a while and in, hey turn up guys all right good charlotte coming to town i'm gonna rush the stage and tackle both of them and scream how dare you exist i can only be the second most popular person from Waldorf. look you fuckers look all right. The first two good Charlotte records, I still listen to every now and then. I'm not going to lie. I love pop punk. They're great albums. They're, there's some they're fucking good songs albums. in there, dude. But I will have you know, I booked them at the Borders Books and Music <laughs> in Waldorf, Maryland, on a Halloween show in the cafe, uh-huh. and they were late. <laughs> they were 11 minutes late. And one of them got a coffee and muffin and neglected to pay for it. So oh, you hold a we're going to have ourselves. Uh, we're going to talk. At, Pre- at Preakness. Oh, they're playing Preakness? I will rush the stage. They're the headlining act. I thought some like country douchebag was. I think they're, hold on, maybe I'm saying this wrong. Maybe the country act is the headline, like, <laughs> one day, Black Eyed Susan, or they're the, the headlining act, Black Eyed Susan. There's, like, multiple oh, okay. headlining things. So, Whatever. getting back to Impact here, I'll get the good stuff out of the yeah. way. They, they desperately want to be a new company. They brought some fresh talent in. Yeah. Reno Scum. No fucking idea who they are. Yeah, I saw a I, photo uh, of them. I was like, okay. I don't know who they are. They were fun to watch. Okay. They kind of remember. God, I don't know why I remember this, but they remi- reminded me of Ink Ink from TNA. It was a it was a tatted Man. up tag team. You know some yes. shitty wrestling, my friend. Dude, I am I am really the the, the yeah I, I I'm the Jacques Cousteau of shitty wrestling. Yes, it reminded me of the rebirth of Ink Ink. Uh, but yes, Reno Scum. They have new talent. Um, there was a couple of other new people 
uh, that were in there that their, their names escaped me. Okay. And I apologize. Uh, the crowd seemed really into it. Okay. The crowd was a lot hotter of an impact crowd. To the these days, I have to wonder how many crowds go to that impact crowd. They're like, "Hey, what's in here? We're here. Some guys are doing their their wrestling punches. Let's go in." And I gotta wonder how many people are actually going in there as Impact Wrestling fans because they knew some chants, they said some stuff, they shouted some people out, they were they were popping when they should have popped, sure. they were cheering when they should have cheered. It really was a uh, a much hotter Impact crowd than I've seen in the few episodes that I've watched. Okay, first thing, um, I just googled Impact Wrestling. And the top link said Impact Wrestling Total Nonstop Action. They may want to update that on the website if they want to get rid of the TNA. Oh, TNA shit was accidentally or maybe purposefully sprinkled all over this goddamn thing. Now, uh, I went there because I want to pull up the roster and I want to see what they're working with here. Oh, don't even consider that fucking gospel. They don't open, they do not listen to the TNA episodes of Something to Wrestle With. And there is in the second TNA episode of Something to Wrestle With, Pritchard gets into the dude uh-huh. that may or may not work there anymore that was responsible for the website. And it's the funniest shit <laughs> when it comes to pure buttfuckery of <laughs> updating a website. I cannot tell you. It would be like if you, in 2017, yeah. still had a picture of Andy Peters standing behind the Rough House logo. And you plan on getting to it any day now. Right, right, right. He said the amount of out-of-date, who? backwood guy? shit, I don't know, he's a myth. He was something from SGW. I know the OG 537, no. Yeah, the 538. No, 537. 537. Oh, 537. We lost one. Did we lose we one? We lost one, remember? Oh, that turn? Yeah. Oh, well, someone gets bumped up then. Oh, yeah, well, okay, he can go. Right. No, there's an open... Oh, Chris, this is big news. There's an opening in the five G, in the OG five thirty eight. Put a post at the Facebook page as to why you yeah. should come off the NWOB team. Yeah. Why you should be called up from the NXT roster. <laughs> why you should be acquired from New Japan. Right. And brought up to the OG five thirty eight. We have an opening because someone got a case of the sads and decided that he just couldn't do us anymore. Yeah. And welcome, welcome, whoever our new member is. God, I can't wait to see who joins. Uh, who joins DX? Yeah, right. This will be great. Um, so, and also the in-ring action was good. Okay, there was some good wrestling, not great wrestling, good wrestling. So, who's who's jumping out at you there? Okay, first of all, I'm looking. I'm looking on the website right now. I'm going to look at this also. F- see what this is like. The photo of Jeremy Barash also has Bob Backlund in it. Really, and I'm not sure how or why. That's fucking Because weird. I'm pretty sure Bob Backlund doesn't have anything to do with Impact Wrestling. Okay. Um, so that's weird. So we've got we've got Moose and we've got Abyss and we've got Eddie Edwards and we've got uh, Eli Drake, um, Al Snow still listed up there, Josh Matthews for you know whatever, uh, Rockstar Spud, Robbie E, Davey Richards, Aaron Rex, Grotto, Agrado, however the hell you say that. Gregory Helms, James Storm, Bram. Is Bram still there? I thought Bram left. Bram is a part of the DCC, the okay. Death Crew Council, which is the absolute hot dumpster drizzling diaper shit. Okay. It is, who, you know what it who is? Else is in it? It's, uh, it is Bram, Ugh. it is James Storm, yeah. and it is Kingston. 
Who the hell's Kingston? Eddie Kingston, who oh, Eddie is Kingston. Jade's husband. I didn't know Eddie Kingston yeah. was in TNA. Eddie Kingston is part of the Death Crew Council, okay. which is doing its... Da- you know what it is? It's the wrestling equivalent of the scary clown tattoo. Uh, Look how badass that is. Look how frightening it is. It's a clown, but he's got real sharp teeth. Yeah. And uh, the person vapes and wears fake gold. Right. It is the dorkiest fucking stable they have had in quite some time. Who's Marsh Marsh uh, Marsh Rocket? Marsh Rocket. Yes, he is a new member of the X Division. Okay, looks pretty big to be an X Division guy. Was they actually made a point of saying that, which is something that also Pritchard brings up on his podcast that the X Division, which again, not to get back to them, they he he threw this fucking company. Under the bus so goddamn hard in two episodes. That they hired him. And they have brought him back. They, they rehired, rehired him. him. He motherfucked them so hard. And you know what the number one thing he motherfucked them about? The X Division. Okay. What a shitty, stupid, pointless, undefined division right. it is. And he's not right. I mean, excuse me, not he's not wrong. wrong. There's no... There's no rhyme or reason to what the X Division is. Marsh Rocket is a fucking gigantic man, yeah. and he's in the X Division. Kevin Nash was once bouncing around the X Division. The X Division means nothing. Right. It's not a thing. There's not a there's not a 205. It's not a hardcore title. Right. It's not a women's title. There's no somewhat defined parameters. It used to have a defined match with the X Division sure. uh, X match. Mm-hmm. Not, it means nothing. But he had a match along with uh, DJ Z. Um, who else was in that goddamn match? Um, oh, it's escaping me who was in there, but it was, uh, it was actually a pretty fun match. The dude was, uh, yeah, the dude is a real, he's a real slimy piece of shit. Um, huh. who else was in that bad boy? Uh, yeah, it escapes me. Okay. So Tyrus yeah, their there. roster, not their roster is not in- incredibly great. EC3 still there. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, Robbie E and, uh, uh Moose are still there. Uh, Abyss and the rest of. Uh, Decay are still there, and oh, and a, a tip of the hat. Hey, look, she's not on the fucking website. Uh, Ellsworth, not Ellsworth, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Paul Ellering's daughter. Yes, had a match against Sienna, who I think I just I cannot get into. Sienna is meant to be this big uh, glamazon powerhouse Tamina Snuka like character. She looks like and only you will get this. She looks like Sherry Elliker and Renee Young had a child. Jesus Christ. She does. Oh my God. You hand you so you're looking at her headshot yeah, right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand her hand her a lightsaber and she looks like Sith Rollins. She looks that stupid fucking half blonde black thing. Uh, see and, and Brandy Rhodes is on the website, but Cody is not. Yeah, well, Cody... He's not def- not under contract. He's just doing... He's not like- under contract. Okay, let's get into the fucking garbage here. The garbage... They mentioned so much WWE shit. It was embarrassing at some point. What do you point. mean mentioned? Like they straight out men- mentioned- like subtly or like flat out? No. WrestleMania. Members of the roster. SmackDown. They referenced current, former, and soon-to-happen WWE shit every five fucking minutes. It was embarrassing how much that they were, in certain points, the faces would ride their jock, or the heels would talk massive shit. Like, uh, uh, Josh Matthews, of all people, who we're going to get to in a second, was discussing uh, how there's only a two-man team it's just him and the Pope. This isn't SmackDown where there's like 47 announcers up there. And then Borash comes out and they're talking about people like, 
Jim Ross and Josh Matthews is bouncing back to him. Like, you know, how dare you know Jim Ross consider himself the best? I'm the best. And Josh Matthews started bragging. And I mean, I've seen this shit's all scripted or whatever, but it's it was what they're talking about that he has he has commented and done play by play at WrestleMania. He has done commentary at WrestleMania. Okay. They're saying all this on impact. Right. They're screaming. We're the B C D show. Yeah. We're the after. We're the the afterthought, the afterbirth that slithered out of your mother onto the floor. Yeah. He all they did was talk about how goddamn much better the WWE was. You know what they reminded me of? This whole episode were those fucking Domino's commercials from a year ago, where all they did were talk about how their pizza sucked, yeah. and their cheesy bread was garbage, <clears throat> and their employees were retarded. You're right. Where you're just like Domino's guys, you got to quit beating yourself up. You're making me feel bad for you. Like I don't want to buy your pizza, sympathy but now pizza. I feel like just like yeah. I'm like, am I gonna sympathy eat your pizza because I feel bad? Like, sorry guys, your cheesy bread's fucking terrible, and the sauce is all fucking thin, and pepperonis are all wonky. That was like their entire advertisements for a year. Like we suck, and no one fucking wants to eat here. Yeah, it, TNA did that. All they did was just talk about the goddamn WWE and how much they suck. Uh, TNA Impact, whatever the fuck right. it is. How great it used to be, which by the way, it was it never that great. Wasn't as good as they were making it out to be. <clears throat> you got to sell yourself. And the low point of the night. Okay, yeah, lay it on me. Josh Matthews and Jeremy Borash. Okay, no hyperbole. Ruined that episode of Impact to where if I was a member of Anthem, I would fire them both. I would let them both go. I, they, they took that product and they screamed and bickered during the entire show to where during Sienna and Ellering, it was so unfucking listenable I had to mute the show and I thought about fast forwarding through it because right. the match wasn't even all that great. Those two guys ruined that What episode. were they bickering over? Who was the better? <clears throat> Everything. Every, yes. Who's the better uh, in, uh uh, performer, who's the better announcer, who's better prepared. Who cares? I hate you being here. Who gives a shit? And then out of nowhere, like the fucking weird dude from the fourth Transformers film that out of nowhere decided to be Irish in one scene and talk American with a Southern drawl in the next, they'd be fucking friends for a minute or two. Great point, JB. That is interesting how DJC is really taking the world by storm. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, Jeremy. Well, you know what, Josh? Here's the thing. When it comes to exit one minute later, I don't know why you're here. You're terrible. You're the one. It was unfucking bearable Go to Cage Side Seats, read the review, and they keep bringing up, this episode would have been a C-plus maybe, and they have to give it an F, F-minus, because of how bad. I'm telling you, dude, you don't quite know how bad this episode of Impact was because of Josh Matthews, and who I don't like, Jeremy Borash, who I do. They ruined it. Wow. I mean, they ruined it. If I'm Anthem, I fire them both. Well, aren't th- or I, I let them go. Aren't they doing a storyline where Matthews gets fired? I think I read Something that in the spoiler. That, yeah. yeah, it's just a, it's just a it's just a work, right? It's an angle. Yeah, they're gonna he, they're gonna have a backstage role for him, and Borash will come out and, and work with the Pope. By the way, blow the fucking Pope out. Right. D'Angelo De is goddamn terrible. Is he as bad I mean, as Percy? Sucks. Percy, whoever the fuck he is on NXT. 
Man, that guy's. Have you watched the next series? Oh, that, yeah, that guy stinks. Uh, no, Percy's better. Uh, the Pope's. The Pope sucks. Man, the Pope is saying Percy's the Pope better than anybody to, is not good for. The The Pope doesn't know how to talk into a microphone. Mm. The Pope doesn't know how to let somebody end a sentence. He doesn't know when to end his, where they fucking begin. The Pope is terrible. Better than Otunga. The Pope also. Uh, boy, Otunga never. You know what? Otunga doesn't talk enough to suck as much as the Pope. Okay, I'll give you that because he's if part of a four-man announce team for whatever reason. Yeah, for a four-man announce team, Otunga, God love him, knows when to not talk. Man, he's bad, though. It's not good. Um, but this episode, it, it, and the fucking owl. What the fuck is with the owl? I don't the know. owl's all over this thing. Yeah, that's the anthem I mean, the owl mascot. is everywhere. I'm not fucking scared of an owl. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just not. I mean, a wolf, maybe. Like a, a honey badger. A bunch of bees, <laughs> Porcupine. maybe. A porcupine sucks, sure. but an owl, Warthog. I mean, unless I'm a fucking mouse, ro- yes, yes, but this fucking owl, in the intro, it has all the stars flying towards the screen, and they're punching, and the glass, and there's explosions, and then there's just a fucking owl flying, <laughs> and it keeps cutting back to this goddamn owl. They have a contest on their Twitter to name the owl. I know, they do. And people are... Knocking it out of the park. There <clears throat> was a ship in England okay. that I believe was owned... And I'm, I'm going to botch this story, but I'll give you the, the, the parameters of it. Never leave it up to the audience to decide. Nope. Because we're, we're all awful. a bunch of fucking cavemen. We're terrible. Yeah, we're the worst. And this ship that either the government owned or this private exploratory group owned that was going to you know e- examine the seas or the ice caps or whatever type of shit, they let the populace of the UK and London name the thing. Shall it be, you know, the, the Northern Lights or whatever? Sure. Shall it be, you know, the Ice Maven? Shall it be the uh, Hope, the SSO? No, it got named Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> <laughs> this $80 million fucking sea vessel with people that have masters and doctorates aboard it is now the Bodie McBoatface. Because all we we're a we're a planet of trolls. We are a planet of fucking trolls. So now you're gonna let wrestling fans name your shitty owl. We're the worst of the worst. Oh, we're the scum. We're the dregs. And speaking of not listening to us, they have hired Zeb Coulter, who's now going by Dutch Mantel. Right. You know his position is there. No. He listens to the fans. Oh. That's his job. Okay. He's not a manager. He's not an owner. He's not a booker. He's not an agent. He's not a manager. He's not a performer. His job is to see to it that the fans are heard. And if they want something, he's going to make it happen. Even though two minutes prior to him saying this, he says he has no power to hire anyone, fire anyone, make matches, book anything. He literally can do nothing and then tells the fans, but I'm going to make it happen for you. It, the Zeb Coulter shit was embarrassing oh, on there. Did he come out in a scooter? <clears throat> yes, he did. Uh, with a Make Impact Great Again basket on it. Of course he did. It God bless was, you, Dutch. It reminded me a lot of the night, and I know you didn't see this, and because you're probably out with friends. <laughs> WCW's sure. relaunch under Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff with the New Blood. Okay. When they split the New Blood... 
in between the Millionaire's Club and the New Blood. This is when they brought in Mike Awesome, Vampiro, the Natural Born Thrillers. Billy Kidman was fighting Hulk Hogan. They took all the former big stars and clumped them in a group because that's the old group and we hate them and fuck them. And it's these new stars that are going to make WCW great again. Two years later, they're fucking out of business. Right. And it reminded me a lot of that episode because it was fucking janky. All they talked about was how much they sucked, brought up WWF stuff. There's too many managers in the boardroom. I mean, let's be honest. Zeb Coulter is going to be a manager. Jeff sure. Jarrett is going to be a manager. Mm-hmm. Bruce Pritchard is going to be a manager. And they talked about how the old regime didn't know what the fuck we're doing. There's no leadership. Well, now it seems like there's like 10 leaders. Right. There's this faceless organization known as Anthem that apparently the fucking chairperson is an eagle or a, an owl. Yeah. Okay. A bird runs the company. Yep. All right. He gets paid in seed. He's the boss. And he's the boss. Well, hello there. The Harris twins <laughs> from DOA who help run this thing, I think. And White supremacists. A bunch of white supremacists, an owl, a bunch of white supremacists, an owl, a dude that has a podcast, and an old man on a scooter <laughs> now run fucking impact. Uh, that's great. Can't, that's can't your wait. high council of elders. Looking forward to seeing uh, what they pump out over the next couple don't months. Don't watch it. I won't. I'll do it for you. I don't even have cable. I'll I do can't. it for you. <laughs> Chris, let's talk. Jesus, that's sad. <laughs> Hey, Patreon page, you don't just have to donate for great content. You can donate to help a man's life be slightly better. Uh, to watch Impact? No, I'm okay without cable if it avoids Impact. <laughs> How about this? If we get... Where are we at right now in our in our monthly Patreon subscriber? I think we're up to like 215 a month. I think we're doing pretty good. Let's get a look here. I thought Thank we were up to 230, much. but something must have happened. We're at two. We're about 217. We'll round it to 200. If we get this at some point, to $500. Chris will watch Impact for you. Oh, damn it. All right, I'll do it. That's I'll right. do it. I'll do it. Chris will watch Impact. All right, so someone needs to make a $500 a month donation. Yeah, no, we can do that. To get Christoph to watch Impact, and I'll just... You don't even have to get cable. I'll just fucking Skype you in <laughs> and aim the camera at my television, and we'll watch the goddamn thing together. Well, uh, <coughs> all right, um, please. So we just spent uh, a good half hour talking about garbage. You want to spend a couple more minutes talking about the garbage that was Sunday night, real quick? Uh yes, please. Fastlane. This boy without hyperbole was one of the worst pay per views I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, let me pull up the results here. It was, uh, and I watched all four hours of it over Josh's house with Josh and RJ and, and his brother and his friend and the, the cum carpet. Um, we, we we watched it, and man, the it, it just the whole thing fell flat. There was one, maybe two good matches on the whole thing. Um, the the booking decisions were suspect. The action was sloppy. It just, it, I mean, normally this is a a holdover pay per view to really accelerate onto the road of WrestleMania, hence Fastlane. But man, it just it came off like a wet, soggy fart. You do use Fastlane. Um, you can use Fastlane, which is a, a recent creation from the WWE yeah. in the past couple of years. You can use it to course correct. Right. That if there's something that might not be working out or if there's an injury, a la Seth Rollins, you got a chance to go ahead and make a couple of adjustments or say the rumble didn't quite pan out the way the creative thought it would. This fast lane on paper is an interesting idea for a last minute pay-per-view course correction. And in this case, nothing changed course. uh, Nothing changed. Nothing got me more excited for WrestleMania. Um, is some stuff confused me. Most stuff 
you know what it was? There wasn't a lot that I was mad at. Obviously, you know, we'll get into, you know, the, the, the main event, if you can even call it that. I'm looking at the times here, and it was 22 seconds. Yeah. Um, it was boring. Yeah. It was very, very boring. You either want me to hate something. Oh, God damn you. How dare Goldberg do that to Kevin Owens, you piece of shit. Not if just because I like Kevin Owens or because I'm I'm, a, I'm an indie guy. And how dare this holdover from the past. Ah, oh, fuck him. I can't wait to watch Brock Lesnar hopefully maul his ass for real in there. There's a good kind of hate. And then there is malaise. Yeah. And I watched this the next night, and I texted you while I was watching it, and I watched it with a sense of just, this is fucking dull. Well, there wasn't any really good shock or swerve or anything. The most shocking thing to me was that Charlotte's pay-per-view winning streak ended on fucking Fastlane. That was the one that genuinely made me scratch my head that it happened, the way it happened. Yeah, with Bailey kind of cheating a little bit again. I mean, Sasha came out and it kind of interfered with the match. Bailey should have gotten disqualified. Uh, yeah, they undid, not fully, but a lot of the underdog fighting from beneath. Yeah, they really For ruined sh- Bailey. They really, I'm not saying they're like ascensioned her. Nothing's been that bad. But she's dancing close to the Apollo Cruise fire mm. for me. As far as, this is, I hate to say Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz was never much of a big shit in NXT. That was a terrible comparison. Let me take that back. Let me think here. Sami Zayn. Okay. Another main roster guy yeah. who since coming up, you're like, hey, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? With him? Yeah. What are you doing here with this guy? This was this was this was the kingpin. This was the shit. This was yeah. the the focal point. Now they're there, and you're like, hey, I mean, I don't expect everyone that comes up from NXT to have the rocket strapped to their sure. ass and WrestleMania headline year one. Right. But I kind of want to just get a sense that there's a plan, yeah, and one that makes sense. And none of this shit makes sense. It seems like this whole Bailey Charlotte thing has just been unnecessarily accelerated. It's all going so quickly. Bailey winning on a Raw, winning the title on a Raw. Um, Charlotte losing her pay per view streak on on Fastlane. It feels like both of those things most logically should have happened at WrestleMania, not month yeah. and a couple weeks before. I love when a face has got to chase a heel champion. It's one of my favorite things. I love when a face yeah. chases a heel champion. Maybe it's the old uh, you know, Attitude Era wrestling fan in me that loved watching that happen when Stone Cold had to chase The Rock and fight off the corporation. Yeah. Maybe it's even older, like five, six-year-old Justin watching you know Dusty and NWA people have to chase that prick flair to get yeah. gold off of him. Like I just like watching a heel champion and a face have to fight from underneath. And in this case, now I'm like, well, she's got it. I guess, I guess. All right. Well, she's got it now. There was no big like, oh, my God, finally, after Charlotte screwed her every which way, either through genetic superiority or because of Dana Brooke kept getting involved. Or by God, Stephanie McMahon herself came in to champion Charlotte Flair. Oh, but. Oh, oh, Bailey got it. Oh, 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 Bailey. On Raw. Oh, it's over? Just on Raw. On Raw. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So. But she, well, no, it's no big deal because Charlotte Flair, she's never lost on a pay-per-view. She's going to flip it so back, yeah. She's never lost on a pay-per-view. She'll get it back there. WrestleMania, God, God if you lost a WrestleMania. Oh, it's o- what? Huh? Oh, it's over. Yeah, it's done. Oh, Charlotte lost yep. on a pay-per-view at Fastlane. Fastlane. Which they just, they like literally just created yep. years ago. Uh-huh. Oh, so I guess that's it. Yep, that's it. And I don't care. That's it. I'm like, all right, I mean, I'm, I'm now I'm going to watch it, you know, WrestleMania for a, uh, you know, an interesting... 
Well, so now are they going to have Sasha turn on Bailey? Like, I don't. And where does Charlotte fit? Who in this? knows? It's going to be. It sounds like it smells like it's going to be a three way. And the rumors that they're going to maybe even do a four way with, with Nia, Nia Jackson Jax. there. I think that changed. It was supposed to be a four way. Now I think they're doing a three. Um, and here's another one that was confusing for me. That okay, Charlotte Flair on top, kind of had that their their legs taken out from under. Uh, Roman Reigns defeats Strowman, yeah, clean in a in a good match. It was a good I match. Watching these guys, it was a good match. It was match. a good match. I enjoyed the match. I and this this I this is where my nerd rage really started to swell because they had, okay we we. We know what they're doing with Roman Reigns. We know that it's been happening for years, and it's WrestleMania season, so they're ramping up to do it again. But on the flip side of the coin, we see what they've been doing with Braun Strowman. But unlike a Roman Reigns, it's been a little slower and a little more organic, and it seems like he's earning it a little bit more, and you see improvement in Braun Strowman. You start to get behind Braun Strowman. <clears throat> and you see this, 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 you know, this win streak, another streak busted at Fastlane, and of course it's the Cena 2.0 Roman Reigns. My problem here, here's the thing: don't do the fucking match if neither of the guys can really benefit from the win. And uh, sure, Roman Reigns benefited from the win because he's going to face the Undertaker. You don't want to have him have him lose before he's probably going to beat the Undertaker. But don't do the fucking match then. Or have, you know, if that was a plan, and it sounds like it is, where Undertaker was going to take on Reigns, and Strowman's got this really good groundswell of of momentum and, and surprise with his repertoire, yeah. and you're going to have Taker come out anyways on Raw to start some shit, right. this is my yard, chokeslam, have him do it during the match. Right. Have him show up. He screws over Roman Reigns. Then it doesn't hurt Braun so Strowman's can go ahead and win. Roman Reigns now has a reason because at this point the whole feud is based on Roman Reigns saying that this is his yard. Well, he eliminated he it? eliminated Taker in the Rumble. That's where it started. Oh, he eliminated Taker in the Rumble. And they stared oh, down, which I forgot about. Yes, yeah. yeah. I don't. I do, okay. I forgot <laughs> about it. I didn't. And but it seems like since then he's been saying I'm the big dog of the yard. Oh my god! It's like why don't you have him? Come down, knock out Roman Reigns, then refresh people's memory like my myself. Hey, he knocked me out of the the, the Royal Rumble. Right, I hadn't forgotten about that. Strowman got a win, but Strowman, who I, you know, I would consider him a heel. He does heel his shit, yeah, but people, no, he he's is. more of an attraction right now. He's like a modern day uh, Andre the Giant. Absolutely, like, I'm scared of him. He's not a good guy. He is a bad guy. It's fun but to God, watch. I can't wait to watch him. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Strowman, in that case, could show that he's not above having somebody maybe do a little bit of dirty work for him after you know, an opportunistic dirty work, not like he yeah. hired Undertaker. Right. Roman Reigns has now got a reason. Those two got some shit uh, to settle. Let's say Roman Reigns is up by one because of Rumble. Undertaker is up by one because of uh, screwing him over in that match. And Braun Strowman is, can, can continue to have the momentum right. that he has uh, and then move forward with whatever the shit they're going to do with him. Yeah. It, at this point, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to continue to, and it sound like I'm just the most uncreative dickhead in the world, but if they don't turn goddamn Roman Reigns heel with an Undertaker loss... You have to. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pound my fucking head against the wall. How can you not? Think, how can you not? No one is going to look at that. And be like, because when 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 Brock did it and he broke the streak, 
oh my god, you broke the streak, you son of a right. bitch. You you putrid <clears throat> motherfucker. When they didn't do it with uh uh what you call it with um who, who am I about? thinking of here? Uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay. When they didn't have Bray Wyatt win over him and kind of pass the torch, right. it did nothing for either guy. No. You have a chance here now with Taker, who's just, I mean, he's done. I love Taker, but I know he's hes really, really running on fumes right now. You got a chance to have Roman Reigns defeat a loved one, right. be heel. He comes out on top as far as his new standing in the company is a real piece of shit that sure. retired this guy. And move forward, but what a what a weird tripping over your own fucking feet way to get to it. Yeah, I, mm. I just I, it was it just it it just sort of reeked of the whole. And I I hate fucking using IWC slang and Cena wins LOL stuff make Roman look strong shit. But goddamn, it reeked of it. They it really did. Just Roman, let's let's we go. We got to make him look strong going into going into WrestleMania. That was the whole point and, you know of the what? match. And at, at the end of it, I was just like, oh, God damn. I wasn't like, oh, hey, Roman looks strong. I think, oh, Braun's got, Braun got fucked. And I'm annoyed by Roman Reigns right. being given this kind of forced push because it sounds like he's going to move on to, if, if rumor and innuendo are to be believed, it's going to be then Brock, Brock and, and, Reigns and, and Roman moving forward to SummerSlam, which I don't care about. Nah. I don't right now unless they do something with it. Their match in Mania was fun. They were beating the shit out of each other. I enjoyed it a couple years it ago. It was, but it'll always be remembered for... Seth Rollins. It'll always be remembered for Seth Rollins. And I still remember Roman Reigns looking up and giving, uh, okay, you're beating me, but I'm going to con- continue to take this ass kicking. And I remember complimenting him Yeah, earned a little respect that day. But right now, you got Roman Reigns, who is not on uh, a lot of people's most loved list. And you got Brock Lesnar, who's getting getting bodied by Goldberg right. for uh, a, a quite a little bit that you know an old WCW fan like me is watching with a weird level of morbid curiosity, but most modern-day wrestling fans don't. I'm trying to take myself and my own interests out of the booking right now and see it from an angle of the current fanship and seeing people go, why the fuck is this happening? Right. Uh, it's just an odd... It's an odd stumble towards it and also on this card you had random shit oh the cesaro uh, and gender out of nowhere well here's the thing when your main event's gonna go only 21 seconds you need to fill a little bit of time in the mid card i guess and big show defeated rusev which was cool to see show in the condition that he's not only defeated he beat the fuck out of him yeah, Rusev's going to take some time off, apparently, to get himself in order. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Well, I read he got, he had some heat for cutting his hair without permission. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I didn't read that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He, got, he, got, he, he cut the hair, which, you know, I mean, his long hair was kind of part of his shit healy uh, sort of gimmick. But, yeah, he went, and, he went and cut it. I mean, it's all, you know, IWC innuendo and rumors. But, you know, it's possible, I guess. And then you did have the highlight of the night that I would think would actually be the cruiserweight uh, Neville, match, yeah. Neville and Gentleman Jack, which I am not the biggest fan of Gentleman Jack Gallagher, probably because of the way they make his fucking say his name, and Neville, who I think is a revelation. Here's here's I think that will help help you like uh, Jack Gallagher a little bit more. He is a uh, he's an, he, he he did MMA. He's he's two and zero in legit MMA is fights. Gentleman Jack Gallagher an MMA fighter. He's two and zero. He Jack has Claffy. He has two uh two two wins in mixed martial Get arts. Get the shit out of here. He did a guillotine choke on Stefan Cowley and a submission via armbar on Cesar Valencia. Uh one in 2015, one in 2016, 
And huh? I believe I wonder what he fought at. He got he probably he had to fight a bantamweight. He's a tiny motherfucker. Yeah, he's a little he guy. probably fought at about buck forty five, buck thirty five, maybe. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. That's an interesting little angle to him. Um, but the match was good. Great match, though. Yeah, great match. <clears throat> Neville, that that snapped German off the ropes. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that was vicious. That thing was fucking snug. He put that motherfucker <laughs> on his head. And that was great. And it, it was interesting because you know. When when Neville turned heel, um, you know the Red Arrow is a big pop. It's a big crowd favorite sort of move. He kind of retired it because you know as a heel you don't want you don't work for pops. Yeah, don't give them what they want. But it came to the point where he had nothing else that would put him away that he had to resort to the Red Arrow, which I thought was an interesting little um, you know little piece of the story there. I do like that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I like that. He's like, I'm going to do this because I have to, right. not, not because I want your fucks. fucking shears. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously you had uh, Goldberg Owens, which for me was more of a setup, not for Goldberg being the champ to take on uh, Brock Lesnar. But this to me, I didn't mind because it was a nice setup for Owens Jericho. Yeah, I know. And the th- everybody knew what was going to happen. So there was there were no surprises. Um, you know, you had a feeling Goldberg was going to win the title because that's part of the reason they brought him back and to have the title on the main event, the true main event at WrestleMania. Um, sure. And then, you know, fine. It's what I will whatever. say. I, just, I would like to have seen him wrestle some. Uh, well, that's that's part of the problem is are they that fucking worried about the guy not being able to wrestle that you just don't let him wrestle? Now, I do remember in his in his rise to prominence in WCW and Saturday much. Night and Thunder and then Raw, he didn't wrestle very long matches. And he did have some longer matches, which are entertaining, most notably with DDP. He got something out of Raven, and he had that famous match with Steven Regal where he got fucking trucked by him yeah. because Steven Regal didn't feel like he was uh, respecting oh. the business enough. But what he would do, and this is sort of a, a, a misremembered or forgotten part of Goldberg's rise, was that he was always ended with the jackhammer, sure. spear, jackhammer. But in his matches, he'd always do a new move. Right. Every single match in the creation of the streak before he said a word, he'd always do like an enziguri or a crescent kick. Right. Or he'd have some weird uh, uh, running bulldog. Like, what's the move Every this match week? He was, yeah, this week, here's the move of the week. Yeah. Like, it was interesting. You'd see, or he'd do some sort of like attempted fucking Sesame uh, Street submission. <laughs> it, what's that? It's like a fucking Sesame Street segment. Here's the yes. move of the week. The move of the week is... Fisherman suplex. <laughs> he would do some stuff. Now, his matches would never go very long, but he right. did wrestle now and then. <clears throat> you were about to take a dude who, uh, according to his page, is 50, 50 years 50, old. Yeah. Yes, he is 50 years old. He is he is an older man who is a thinner man. He is a smaller man uh, compared to the man that he once was. Is now about to take on Brock Lesnar, who Genetic is freak. 39 years old. Yep. He had a UFC fight, had a little bit of something to eat before that. Wink, wink, in powdered form. <laughs> but he's 11 years his junior. He is a genuine combat specialist and known to have a bit of a temper yeah. if things don't go his way. Yeah. Uh, so I am very curious and going to watch it with an odd level of like, all right, how does this work? Because so far you've had him in the Rumble, uh, eliminating people very very quickly. Yeah, he gets eliminated. I think. Then you have. I think combined in his three 
in-ring performances since returning to WWE under five minutes is combined time. Yeah, and I get that is sort of the 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 thing that he used to do, but he did that in build-up matches. Right. He did that in he did that in the matches that you saw to build the streak. But then when he had a pay-per-view, he would have a match. Right. And he's having these like old televised thunder style matches on pay-per-views against champions. And I get that there's distractions, stuff like that. I would have liked to have seen this gone a little bit, like a minute or two, something. Because, and who knows, maybe they've done what they've done by making me curious. Maybe that is the case. We're going to watch it anyway. Oh, we're definitely going to watch it. Let's (laughs) keep in mind, there's a lot of WrestleMania 33 malaise. Uh, This card is whatever. We We say that every year. This is the fourth WrestleMania in a row. We're like, uh, you know what? I might not. It's not like years ago. I'm like, I ain't watching it. This looks gay. I'm going to definitely watch it. (laughs) Of course. And they're going to pull off some shit that's going to make it interesting. Um, But so far, uh, this WrestleMania... Uh, maybe maybe in this coming week, let's get a SmackDown and a Raw out of our way. Yeah, see where they're going to go with it, and we can get into it. We got to talk about your bracket before yeah. we jump. Yeah, let's uh, let's bracket. Let's, it let's up, hit so. the bracket. It's uh, it's March. Everybody's doing brackets for for basketball or whatever. So we've been doing one yearly. We did uh, best entrance themes. We did best finisher. We did worst tag team. Uh, is there another one I missed? Is this our fourth or our fifth? I can't recall. I'm manager? Sorry. Did we do manager madness? I don't remember. Anyway, so this year, and this was uh, this was your idea. Uh, the biggest busts bracket, 2017. Now, this isn't about big old tiggle bitties. Uh, those Dude. kind of busts. These are about uh, gimmicks and performers um, that really uh, people had high expectations for, whether it be fans or creative or or whomever. They just just fell flat and really shit the bed. There are some ones on here that are. Superb. Now that are goddamn superb that I forgot about. Some of these I got from you. I got a lot of them from um, our Patreon donors because I put it open to them yesterday um, for their suggestions, and then I put the I put the bracket together last night. I tried to mix up some some similar. I think I think we got I think I got a pretty good decent bracket here. So now now talk to me, Chris. What to you? Because there's some ones on here I'm scratching my head about also. What to you defines a bust? Um, I th- or can bust mean many things? It, it can mean many things depending on, on different things. Like, for example, we have Emelino on here, which after months and months of, of hype, um, didn't even have a match. All she had was a really uh, 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 limp dick three-minute promo on Raw, and that was it. But man, with all the buildup and with all the all the wondering what was going to happen, just it, it just fell flat and that was it. It's like, okay, we're done with this. See you later. What a bust. That's a bust. Then you have some then you have some other ones that were people that actually stuck around for a little bit. Right. But didn't do as much as they thought they were going to. Uh looking at you, Sin Cara. Sin, Sin Cara yeah. was always kind of sputtering along. Couldn't get out of second gear type of right. thing. The they hope was big... to have him the next Rey Mysterio and he is Yes, not they had the next press Rey conferences Mysterio. that they signed this guy and you've been just sputtered along and never quite got that thing into fifth gear and moved on. My head scratcher, and there's one that I'm definitely scratching my head at, and the other I could maybe see an argument for a version of him. Lex Luger as a bust. In WWE. Lex Luger With the Lex Express Lex Luger was pushed as the next Hulk Hogan. 
the next big, uh, tr- you know, real American hero. And really, tell me, in WWE, aside from body slamming Yokozuna on the, the aircraft carrier, what did Lex Luger accomplish in WWE? The narcissist, Lex Luger, was an incredible heel. No, you, I, this, no this isn't the narcissist, though. This is oh, all, well, all it American. Just says here, just says, it just says Lex Luger. Okay, well, so I would have put the narcissist put, then, but I'll, I'll specify oh, in the bracket before I send it the, out. Okay, so I would, okay, then define, do, you know what, how about that? Lex Express Lex Luger. Okay, all right, fair enough. When they were trying to push that, yeah, okay, make a quick addendum there. And that's why I have uh, him up against the WWE version of Scott Steiner. Okay, yes, yes, yeah, Lex Express Lex Luger is trying to make him the next Hogan, and it didn't work. Yes, that right. is a bust. That's and a bust. Scott Steiner, WWE, also. Also, Ahmed Johnson. He was another. Ahmed- yeah, I mean, he he will he. I think he won the Intercontinental Championship, but um, it was another one of those guys. And you know, if if you don't feel like he belongs in there, I can certainly swap him out. With well, somebody. you know, it's fun. You know, I, you know that, that's actually this is great. This is this is why we have these brackets because some people are going to be like, "Oh, what the hell? I loved Ahmed Johnson." Other people are like, "Dude was total shit." Did anybody you know really saying? love Ahmed Johnson? Come on. Oh, dude, when Ahmed Johnson, Ahmed Johnson was terrifying when he first came in. Now, you come to read these stories behind the scenes, how he was a fucking major prick and right. genuinely hurt you. He was fucking over. Ahmed Johnson was a scary-looking motherfucker. He was a, His, a large the shit black that he man. Did, the shit that he did with the Nation of Domination, where... Uh, um, why am I drawing a fucking Farouk. blank nation? Farouk would sit there and call him an Uncle Tom from the crowd and would run with him. The Farouk versus Ahmed Johnson feud was fucking fire. That was a great time. Okay. Now, sh- sh- if you right. change it, change it. Should I, should I put Farouk Asad on there instead of Ahmed Johnson? Eh, nah. No? Okay. I was Because they, they luckily corrected course with him. Keep Ahmed Johnson. Okay. Parentheses, big T. Oh. He showed up in WCW uh, about 4,000 pounds overweight. Yeah. This is when WCW would take anyone to work with him that had half of a name, and they fired him for being too fucking fat. I forgot about they, that. Big T, Ahmed Johnson. Okay, done. What, and, they, and they hyped him up. Holy shit, because Booker T and Stevie Ray had split. Uh-huh. They were going to do a new tag team Harlem Heat 2000. They were going to call him Harlem Heat 2000. And Stevie Ray brings out Blubber Anderson. Oh, my. Blubber Johnson. Uh, 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 8U Johnson. Blubber Anderson. Force of habit. (laughs) He was so fucking fat. Yeah. Look up. Oh, my. I got to look it up right now. I got to look up Big T. And I remember they had his finishing move was called like the slapjack or something. Uh huh. Where he just like hit people with the st- oh my god, look how fucking fat he was. Holy shit, did he suck? And you could tell he had he had some uh, steroid deflation mm-hmm. to where his arms did not look healthy. No, they did no. not look very good. It oh like yeah, Kelly Bell's stomach after he got the surgery. Yeah, boy, not good. Not good at all. Okay, so I like that. Make those two quick adjustments. Keep them there. And now here we are. So, uh, Chris, why don't you first hit us up left side in the Easter division. Yes. Who's taking on who? I'll hit up the West because some of these are just mwah. The the premier... The premier matchup, I think. Glacier versus Lord Tensai in round one. If you want to talk busts, Lord Tensai was a bust that they were able to find stuff in in having him now be the head trainer, Matt Bloom. Yeah. 
in a head trainer at NXT, and he's fantastic. And he even had a cup of coffee as Albert. Lord Tensai was a shit show. Yep. That did not work. Terrible. But Glacier, <laughs> if you hear what it costs he's the favorite to, to do his entrance. $10,000. $10,000 to do his entrance each time <clears throat> yeah. with the snow. And they had all these angles shot yeah. around. Glacier is right up there. Who's up next? And I need to know who selected the dude on the bottom. Um, uh, hold on. Let me find out who put their name out there first. Uh, da, 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 da. I think it was Kevin McCarthy on uh, the Patreon. Arachnid Man. Yep. Arachnid Man. <laughs> Kevin, you fucking beautiful bastard. <laughs> I remember Arachnid Man from yeah, it was WCW. It a cheap Spider-Man ripoff. Yes. <clears throat> he had yellow trunks. Yep. And uh, God, he and who played him? I believe I don't Road Dog's brother played him. The referee? I'm pretty sure. Sh- uh, yeah, I think that's who it was. Um, uh, uh, what's what's fucking his real name? Well, it's Brian, Brian James. James. I'm not sure what his brother's name is. Brian James, pro James wrestler. Brian. James Bryan. Um, what the shit? <laughs> it's going to kill me if I can't think about it. He's got uh, Bob Brad, Brad, Armstrong. Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong played Arachnaman, and it sucked. And he was also known as Buzzkill, which they tried to make their version of Road Dog and just made him a stoner. And it was the worst fucking I remember thing. You talking about it. He, we could do a whole WCW bust. It would be amazing. He, up next, he's okay, going. He's going up against Max Moon. Mwah, great pick. <laughs> All right, up next. I was proud of putting these two together. We've got great. By the way, great pairing too. Thank Not you. just busts. Thank you. The pairing of the busts. This is a perfect pairing. Chris Masters, the Master Lock Challenge, and Nathan Jones. You're, that, he's Colossus one of your favorite busts of Bago Rhodes. Yeah. That man, I was so excited for. And could not wait to see because it was true. He was in prison for a long time for like a violent armed robbery. And he had to have his own cell because he was fucking insane. I'm like, the WW, I remember telling my friends like, fucking Vince McMahon sprung this dude from prison. And oh, he sucks. He can't wrestle for fuck. Yeah. Uh, so that's right. that's a good one. I'm looking forward to seeing who wins that one. Um, so the next matchup is Maven, winner of the first Tough Enough, whose only yes. claim to fame was eliminating The Undertaker in the Royal Rumble, um, against Caval, who was the WWE version of Loki, who is one of the you know one of the most decorated pro wrestlers. You know, Ring of Honor, Japan, a lot of time in TNA. Uh, Great voice, by the way. Yeah, an incredible timber. If I could, if I could transplant somehow. If I could get out, oh, a voice transplant, Cavall's voice oh. to Brock Lesnar, be, he'd be the scariest man on the planet. That's a, that's a, we should do that on one of the Patreon exclusive episodes. Whose voices do we want for uh, my number one? I want Powers Booth's voice. I love Ooh, to listen uh, to Sam Powers Elliott. Booth. Sam, Sam Elliott, yeah, he's a great 100%. one too. Sam Elliott's great. Okay, uh, moving on. We've got, uh, we already hit Scott Steiner, WWE version versus the Lex Express, Lex Luger. After that is. And then now up in the offensive bracket. (laughs) A little bit. Uh, Beaver Cleavage, who was um, headbanger Mosh. One of the headbangers. I couldn't remember which one. And Kerwin White, which was uh, Chavo Guerrero's um, white gimmick with Dolph Uh, Ziggler as his caddy. His, His gimmick? Is the new movie Get Out, and that's all I'll say until you've seen it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so don't. Kerwin White, 
Okay, yep. Kerwin White is get out. And Beaver <laughs> Cleavage, who people remember, uh, he ended his tenure there with a wife-beating angle. Yeah, which was that didn't go well. Just, uh, That's not cool. We all look back through rose-colored glasses at the Attitude Era. and um, pretty Pretty sure that uh, they uh, fucked a corpse, that Mark Henry was blown by a trainee, and women got beaten. So, well, and don't forget a fucking... hand was born. Yes, that too. That's the least offensive thing. <laughs> May Young had a hand fall out of her vagina. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it ain't the fucking golden era. We thought it was. Up next, who do we have? We have Sean O'Hare versus Brockus. I loved Sean O'Hare. Sean O'Hare did a version of a Senton, Swanton, Jeff Hardy bomb. Uh-huh. But with a much larger frame, a great look, and a hell of a gimmick when he showed up to WWE. Now, I, he was the devil's advocate, right? Was that? Yes, yes. He was the, you shouldn't pay your taxes. The people that make you pay your taxes don't pay their taxes. And you should definitely cheat. You've earned it. It's okay. They had these great vignettes with him that he was going to try and sway wrestlers into, doing, right. into compromising themselves. And then they paired him up with insane Roddy Piper mm. and ruined it. Yeah. It, it, they ruined him when they paired him up. He has some MMA, and then he tragically loses his life. Brockus, who you want to see a bit of Brockus history, go watch. This is when the WWE and ECW were in bed together. Brockus had an ECW match. Did he? During the heyday of the bingo hall, blood and guts, uh-huh. Sandman murder and everyone, Brockus took on, I want to say, Taz. I believe okay. Brockus had a cup of coffee in ECW on loan from WWE. Interesting. And heels pray. For the type of heat that he had. But he also couldn't move. He right. sounded like an idiot. And apparently he had blood in his steroid stream. Oh, that's fun. Uh, the next one is probably the hands down favorite to win. If I if I hadn't put this guy and Glacier in the same bracket, it would have been the final two. Shockmaster and Adam Rose. Worst entrance ever versus the hottest start with the coldest finish yeah. ever. Uh, you know, you've got homeboy stumbling through, bumps his head, Star Wars Stormtrooper t- helmet falls off, <laughs> looks like Psycho Sid's going to start fucking laughing, uh, apparently tugboat. fucked his face all up, yeah. poor Tugboat, has one or two matches, no one gave a shit anymore. And if you listen to they had ideas for the Shockmaster, where his gimmick was going to be that, where he would never appear from the same place. There would be three of them ringside, and only one would be real, or he'd drop out of the ceiling, or the, uh, the ring would explode. He would always do that, and then he trips over a two-by-four, right. shatters his face, and he's totally fucked. Um, <laughs> It'll pale in comparison to Sting in the Sting Mask, which is one of my favorite gifts of all time. When Sting's in the front row with the Sting Mask, and he removes the mask that looks just like him, and it's him. One yeah. of my favorite things in the world to watch. I'll watch that on loop if I need to get cheered up. And then Adam Rose, a guy that just started off with so much potential and yeah. so much everything. And recently was to, it has been said that uh, Ray LaPon is retiring from professional wrestling. He's leaving professional wrestling for good. Uh, he was the focus of a an ESPN documentary mm-hmm. about the story of his child. Yeah. And he's over his balls in NXT. And then... It is truly one of the more sad main roster uh, wet farts, uh, wet farts than everything out of the ring yeah. with legal issues. Yes, Adam Rose is a real shit. Okay, left Move side of the, the right west. side of the bracket, bracket of oh, the bracket. 
The Brockus. Oh my God, we call them Brockuses from now on. We don't have brackets. It's the biggest bust Brockuses from 2017 starring Brockus. Uh, Sin Cara, who we mentioned, uh-huh. hopefully the next Rey Mysterio, taking on the Red Rooster. Yeah, Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor, who uh, no love lost between him and Bruce Pritchard. It was just uh, box of gimmicks, reached in, give yep. him a red mohawk, have him cluck his way out to the ring. Oh boy. Now, the only thing I would change. Okay. I would put the Red Rooster, have him take on the gobbledygooker. Did okay. Did you think about that? In the bird bracket? The bird. Done. Do the bird bracket. Done. Maybe do that. Okay. Uh, up next. Uh, boy, oh boy. This is, again, in the uh, the offensive gimmick here. You know what? Actually, how about this? Uh, I don't want to give you too much to rearrange That's here. That's fine. I'm on I'm it. Thinking, I'm doing it right I'm now. I'm thinking about um, uh, moving arounds, the, the never worse. If you could have Emelina okay. take on Tom McGee, okay. as far as the no one got to see them because they disappeared instantly somehow. I like it. I like it. Red Rooster takes on Gobbledygooker, and Sin Cara can take on Mr. Kennedy. Gotcha. Which we'll get to. Ooh, that's okay, a good so, matchup. Good call. There you go. Isaac Yankum DDS, which was just Glenn Jacobs Kane. And this is when the WWE, everyone had to have a goddamn job. Duke yeah. the Dumpster Drossy, the goon, TJ Hopper, and he had just shitty teeth, and he was uh, the King Jerry Lawler's personal dentist, taking on a handicapped man, Eugene, <laughs> which to this day, I still can't believe they that anybody yeah. uh, thought that was a great idea. Um God, you know, it's Chris, you got me thinking here. I can't stop thinking about the Shockmaster. Okay. I feel like the Shockmaster is so goddamn much of a lock. What if we removed the Shockmaster? Okay. Altogether. Because you're right. It's such a clear-cut holy shit. Yeah. And we replace them with... I can't remember the name of their gimmick. Okay. Their group. But... It was Juventud Guerrero when they were all riding the fucking lawnmowers. The Mexicals? The Mexicals. Would you consider the Mexicals a bust or just a shitty gimmick? I think that's just a shitty gimmick. We had them on the worst tag teams ever last year. All right. You know, keep them there. Keep Shockmaster there because Eugene wasn't a bust. That's true. He, he was, actually was pretty a successful. hugely successful. He was in angles with The Rock. He's in angles with Mankind. He was, I, uh, Eugene, the most offensive goddamn thing they've ever done. Okay. All right. But. I, I had one name that I put together on the list that please. didn't make the, uh, hold on. Let me just check the, the Patreon. Because I had a replacement quick. in mind myself, but let me hear what you're thinking. Uh, Braden Walker. Good one. Real good one. I was going to go Mike Adamale. Ah, uh, yeah. But damn. Braden Walker's better. Yeah. Braden Walker's better because these are performers and wrestlers. Right. All right. And the gobbledygooker, people are like, what do you mean? Gobbledygooker was supposed to wrestle. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. Eugene was not a bust. He was just so goddamn offensive. And somehow they just don't seem like, like crime time. Offensive, but not a bust. Right. They yeah. were just there and then petered off. See, and I, um, I was I was torn between Brockus and Vladimir Kozlov, but Kozlov actually won some gold and had some decent success. So that's why I went with Brockus. Uh, up next, we got Bastion Booger versus Three Count. Uh, this was the disgusting fat man that ate. Uh, now, Bastion Booger, I have trouble calling a bust. Yeah. Because he was stuck around a for gimmick. a little bit. He's just a shitty, gross gimmick. He was disgusting. Um, let's take... 
Bastion Booger off there okay. and replace it with one that I feel was vastly, grossly, disgustingly overlooked as far as a bust. Boogeyman? Cade Vanson. Oh, that. Cade I was trying Vanson. to think of that guy's name. That's him. The man that was supposed to be a Magneto and his acolytes that The Undertaker was supposed to fight through where he had to beat all of these other like-minded individuals and eventually at WrestleMania, he was booked and hired to be a WrestleMania opponent. And then what happens to Hayd Vanson? Vince McMahon sees him backstage <laughs> and goes, that guy's not big enough to fight The Undertaker. And he's let go immediately. Done. And they had other wrestlers hired and ready to go. They had promos ready to go. They apparently had months of story written. And yeah. in a chance encounter backstage, he just sees Hayd Vanson and says, no. <laughs> and pulls the shoot on a huge angle that never was. If the former writers and Hayd himself are to be believed. So I would say Bastion Booger, yes. Oh, excuse me, Bastion Booger, no. Hayd Vanson, yes. Now, Versus three count. Now, three count was a shitty gimmick, but I was kind of torn on that. much of them. a bust because they held some cruiserweight gold. Did they? I believe they even held, hold on, let me look this up just okay. to make sure. Because, I mean, people are catching gold, like you pointed out with Vladimir Kozlov. Right. Can you really call him much of a bust? Like, I can't even call, uh, I mean, uh, God damn, Adam Rose, did he ever have anything? Did he uh, ever gold? do anything no. with that? No, okay, uh, they actually held the Hardcore Championship in WCW. Um, God damn, I I loved, I loved Three Count. I thought Three Count was so goddamn funny. I thought they were just, especially when Tank Abbott was with them. All right, how about, uh, can we replace Three Count with Funkasaurus? Bust. Yeah. What a bust. Throw him in there. The Funkasaurus was a bust. Yes, the Funkasaurus was supposed to be something. Right. Total bust. And thank you to uh, Russell Smith on the uh, Patreon for that suggestion. Gobbledygooker's up next. He yep. was taking on Emelina. Emelina has been moved to take on uh, someone else. But Gobbledygooker, that, I, what else needs to be said? Yeah. If you're a pro wrestling fan, you Man. don't know what it is, get your shit up to speed, look up Gobbledygooker. Up next, Mordecai and Kazarni. Yeah. The battle of the buildup. Yep. Mordecai built up this as is an match. opposite... Undertaker versus Kazarni, the dude that talked uh, Sinbodi, yep. who talked in Carney, who at the end of the day, you're like, that was the shittiest idea ever <laughs> to have this man use essentially Pig Latin and Carney to speak. He had next to no matches, both fizzled out. Great matchup. Yeah. Up next, Waylon Mercy. Holy shit. It's essentially Bray Wyatt. Uh, De Niro's gimmick from Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Yep. Uh, with, by the way, though, again, all a battle of the buildups, the Waylon Mercy gimmick. Oh, and promos were amazing. the vignettes were great. And what he did prior to the match was a, ama- it was horrifying. Did you ever watch any Waylon Mercy shit? I'm sure I have, but I probably go watch it. And Waylon Mercy would walk up to the referee and would shake his hand, and then he'd walk over to his opponent. And he'd shake his hand and thank him very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to having a good wrestling match. And hey, kids, how's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? And the bell would ring. And, just, and his face would change. And it was fucking awesome. It was Pavlovian. Quickly. Yeah. It was great. I, 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 Waylon Mercy, definitely. Carlito. I was, I was on the fence so with Carlito. Which reminds me of someone else that was Waylon Mercy-esque. Okay. That you can remove Carlito, because I feel like Carlito he had, some had a day in the sun. He did. Festus. 
Festus. Because Festus. Festus did the Waylon Mercy shit where when the bell rang, yeah. he turned into a psychopathic idiot. Good pull. And would start to maul people. Good pull. Yes, we go. Fe- I say we have Festus versus Waylon Mercy. Love it. Now we're going to do Big T taking on Snitsky. Now, Snitsky, I have to say, is a bust, but he's probably the most successful one because I feel like they had, or you know what? Goddamn. I'm having trouble here. I'm having trouble because I like Big T. I'm thinking, do we go Snitsky or do you go Heidenreich? Ooh. Because Snitsky stuck around for a bit. Heidenreich had a whole gimmick with little Johnny that he talked to for like three vignettes and then stopped. Snitsky was there for a bit. Snitsky had a pretty mega angle where he punted a baby into yep. the crowd and had a gimmick that was actually He had a catchphrase that got quoted, over it too. It's not my fault. Yeah. I say we pull Snitsky and we go Heidenreich. I'm not opposed. Hi, how do you spell Heidenreich? Hi, ah, fuck it. Come on, you can do your own. Heidenreich. Okay. And then All the right. final matchup, I believe, we moved Sin Cara to this. this, this is this Emil, Emelina versus Tom McGee. Emil, that's right. Thank you. Emelina versus Tom McGee. Um, okay. We already covered Emelina. Yep. Tom McGee, go and search the... Um, We've spoken the about this. You've spoken about this on the Rough House episode of... God damn it. Cole Cabana's side show that he does it's like very well produced yeah about tom mcgee look the man up he was supposed to be like lex luger was except where lex got a chance and couldn't carry the company tom mcgee could wrestle bret hart only and then when he wrestled anybody else it was a stumbling fuck show he could talk (laughs) he could move he was beautiful to look at but when it came to he was a martial arts and gymnastics master when it came to wrestling he couldn't unless it was Bret Hart Stumbling who did the favors the for him show. in Japan. Some people consider it the the the, the uh, Rosetta Stone, the the lost the the Covenant of the Lost the Ark. Ark if of the Covenant. Have, yeah. If you Ark of the Covenant, if you have Tom McGee versus Bret Hart footage of it, right. Colt has said that when you got hired by Developmental, you were allowed to ask the office for any match, any pay per view, anything you wanted, and they'd send it to you. And he asked every day, every week for Tom McGee versus Bret Hart. And they won't send it to him. It's there somewhere. They <laughs> right. believe, but they won't send it. If you find that, that is apparently the holy grail, the, the crown jewel, the holy grail of missing mystery matches. And then finally, Mr. Kennedy, who I am going to call a bust because of how high he reached. Yeah. And then poof. He's up against Sin Cara at the top now. He has got to be the most successful. Unsuc- of the bus of, of unsuccessfulness yeah the yeah. most successful shot down by the corporate powers that be because of alleged rumors of disagreements with vince mcmahon and triple h and being told to do things a certain way and he reached a huge height said fuck you i'm gonna do it my own way and then said fuck you you're gonna do it your own way somewhere else and then mr kennedy becomes mr anderson mr anderson falls out of favor with tna yeah and now he is out there doing something so chris where can people find the biggest busts to check out online well i'm going to uh the matchups will start tomorrow monday and um if you want a copy of the bracket to fill out for your own uh for your own fun email uh roughhousepodcast@gmail.com and i'll email you the excel spreadsheet so you can do your own little bracket there and um yeah i mean there's no prize for best bracket cuz i have nothing but hey, it's fun to play along, right? I feel <laughs> like we forgot a big one. Who'd we forget? 
Andy Peters. <laughs> Who? Who's this guy? I'm not familiar. Unfamiliar. Oh shit. I took your podcast, fucker. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.